Hallelujah. 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 Come on. God's good. Amen. I love that song. Bodies are still being raised. Come on. Come on. Giants are still being slayed. Amen. I just love it. The devil threw everything he could at the church. He's throwing everything he can at your families. He's throwing everything he can at our culture. But we're still seeing giants slayed. We're still seeing people healed. Amen. We're still seeing people set free from addiction, set free from depression, set free from victimhood. We're still seeing people live the life that God designed them to. God is still good. God is still moving. This is a move of God. Amen. We're still seeing it. God's still doing it. God's the same God that rose Christ from the dead, the same God that tore down the walls of Jericho, the same God that healed the blind man is here today. Amen. Come on, do you believe that, church? It's not just a cute thing to say. We're here for Him, and He's here to meet with us. Amen. Man, God is good. God is good. I'm excited to preach this weekend. Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to the dads. Come on. Oh, come on. You are more than that for the dads and the man of God in your life. Come on. The, um, and there's no better way to start your day, to start your Father's Day than in your heavenly Father's house. Amen. Come on. This is your dad's house. And in your dad's house, you're going to get what you need. You're going to get the healing you need. You're going to get what you're provided. Sorry, you're going to get what you need. You're going to get the resources you need, the hope that you need. Amen. This is your dad's house today. Like when you go to work, something about this place feels like home for me. You know, you go to work and then you go home. You know, you might go away on a vacation, but then you go home. Go, go to school, have a good time there, some of you, and then go home. There's something about going back to dad's house. Where dad's protecting us, where dad's providing for us, where dad's encouraging us, amen, lifting us up. This is your dad's house right here, amen, amen. But don't worry, I'm not that daddy God guy. I'm not saying that. I'm not the daddy God prayer guy. That's, you know, you can do that. You do you boo-boo. I'm not that guy. But this is your dad's house and you're welcome here. He decides who's welcome here, not me, Amen. It's his house, so I'm glad you're here, but, but anyway. But hey, Father's Day, y'all get some good Father's Day gifts today. Give me a wave if you got your Father's Day gifts this morning, yeah? Hardly anyone, you know? We've got some evil children, you know, like, come on, like, come on. Did you not give your parents a gift? What the heck, guys? Come on. Come on, hands up, dads. Did you get a gift or what? Yeah, all right. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Some of you just haven't got it yet. That's all right then. So, I got gifts. I got gifts. My, I'm, I'm, I'm decked out in the gifts my, kid, my kids gave me today. Um, they gave me this hat, and and um, I got um, uh, I got America socks. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. I might preach like this, America, right? And so, no, I'm not doing that. No, no, can't do it. Can't do it. But got my America, I got America undies on that, that Judah gave me. So they, they know that I'm grateful to be an American. So we became Americans two weeks ago. So that's why my kids decked us out in all the America stuff. And Zoe, Zoe, my princess, I've got four boys and one girl. Zoe, my princess, gave me this shirt. And it says, don't tread on me on the back. And... Um, I, they, they, she thinks I'm a redneck, and so, so she brought me this. But, and I shouldn't say that. I should say Zoe has observed that I'm a redneck and, has, uh, and then just helped me to lean into that. So I told them I'd wear it all today. So awesome, right? And, uh, but anyway, I, I got a letter I want to read to you. Um, <clears throat> one of the dads in our church got this letter from his son this morning. So, yo, um, listen to this. Um, Dad, thank you so, so, so so, 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 so much. And I think they do that to like fulfill the word quota, you know, make sure there's enough words in this letter that <clears throat> dad thinks I thought about it. You know, anyone else do that in a, 
like in your school assignments, like instead of writing it was very good, it was very, very, very good, you know? Got three more words. Anyway, thank you so much for helping me out and being there for me over the past 13, almost 14 years. Um, I guess they don't grow out of that, I'm almost 12, I'm almost 29, you know what I mean? Um, yes, it's been a pleasure being trained by a Viking. Um, all you need is a helmet and braid your beard. Um, Thanks so much for teaching me how to do all the man stuff around the house so one day I can provide for my family and scare my kids with a 15-pound beard. <laughs> like father, like son. Anyway, I hope you have an awesome Father's Day. And he signed off with Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Just lobs a grenade at his dad on the way out the door, you know? like That was Mickey Leonard on our drum kit right there. And... Um, and, and, and if you know his dad, you, you don't sign off with Happy Pride Month, but, um, but he just wants to lob a grenade. They're cheeky little buggers, these kids, aren't they? They're like, I love you, and boom, you know? But anyway, so anyway. Hey, um, real quick update before I get my preach on. You can get ready and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 in your Bibles, um, and I'm going to read verses uh, 12 and 13. Um, but a real quick update on our bold campaign. We collected our seed offering last week. They're, those are still coming in. So next weekend is when we'll give the total of what's come in for our seed offering as well. And we can all celebrate together. But let me tell you, God is doing good things. And we're excited about our new building. Um, put it this way, I'm very confident that we will be breaking ground next spring even. Uh, maybe spring or summer over there. So... <clears throat> We met with a couple of contractors this week. We got a few more to nail that down, but, um, but it's exciting. <coughs> Excuse me, what God's doing here. So, um, Anyway, 1 Corinthians 16, you got that? Awesome. Uh, also, I just want to say welcome to our Adel campus. Glad you're with us live today. Uh, and also to all of our church planters in Audubon that are joining us in homes in Audubon. Welcome as well. Looking forward to that campus as well. Um, we're in a sermon series called Culture Wars, okay? I know I said I'm going to read the scripture, but I'm, you know, I've got lots of words. And so <clears throat> we're in a sermon series called Culture Wars. And yesterday, uh, I think it was morning, uh, I was sitting on my deck out the front. And um, like, I've got this like lawn chair and out the front of the house. And um, we, we live in a nice neighborhood, um, but we have totally redneckified the neighborhood that we live in. Um, like, it's a really nice neighborhood, um, but if you drive down there, you'll probably see one of my kids' butt cheeks as they're peeing on the tree. And so, I'm not sure how the neighbors feel about us and our lawn chairs out the front and our kids peeing randomly in the middle of the front yard. Um, but anyway, we, we, we don't drink, we don't like drink beers out in the front, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, we're not that family, but we're a little bit redneck, so... Anyway, I was sitting out there, and we got this nice courtyard in front of a house, brick, brick front fence wall thing. And as I was laying on my lawn chair, Danny Deck chair, I was just there and I was like, man, my place is safe from what's happening out there. I was just thinking about my family and my yard, do you know what I mean? I was thinking in two ways, and like spiritually I'm taking care of this, secondly if you break in I'm going to shoot you, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm taking care of my family and my space, my place is safe, right? And, 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 and that really blessed me, I'm thinking man, I, I'm protecting my kids from so much garbage that's going on in our culture, right? But then I thought about, man, we don't just want to have safe places for our family, our church or whatever else. We don't just want to protect our families from culture, but something needs to come out of our place, out of my yard, into my neighborhood. You know what I mean? And, 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 and into the, the communities that we live. And, 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 and that's why we're doing culture wars right now. Not to just have a fence up, but that we would be a light and the light would shine and it would go out because we don't just want to have a blessed and protected family and church and life. We want to help our neighbors experience life that's found in Jesus Christ, life that's found in the Word of God, in the ways of God and in the design of God in our lives. Amen. And so that's why we're doing culture wars, so that what God's doing in here we can affect and see positive godly change out there. Amen? <clears throat> so 1 Corinthians 16, 12 to 14. Now, um, here it is. Now, uh, listen carefully to what he says. Now, concerning our brother, someone say brother. 
or brother. Now concerning our brother, as y'all would say, I strongly urged him to visit with you, sorry, to visit you with the other brothers, um, but it was not his will at this time to come now. He will come when he has the opportunity. And then he issues this great encouragement and exhortation. He says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, and let all that you do be done in love. It's an incredible admonishment, an incredible encouragement to us right here in the Word of God. So I'm going to talk about that in a moment, but I want to pray with you first. If you want to receive from God, would you reach out your hands in faith with me? Heavenly Father, we reach out to you because today we didn't come here to hear some Aussie encourage us. We didn't come here to, uh, to, to just shake hands with some people we haven't seen for seven days. But God, we came here because we want to be changed by your word. We want to find truth in your word, not in culture, not in popularity, not in opinion, but in your word, Lord. So God, we thank you for the privilege it is that we could come here and be encouraged by your word. And we ask that every man, every woman, every child would leave this place just built up, lifted up and helped along the way to become more like the person that you designed and created them to be. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, you can high five one of your neighbours and take your seats and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I didn't hear anybody say it. I said, say to your neighbour, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because we're going to have some fun. Are y'all ready for some fun? Yeah. All right, all right. Now, you done been warned. I put it up on Instagram that there was going to be some fire in the sermon this week. So you have been warned. And if you're going to leave all offended, um, I still love you, but toughen up and come back next week, all right? So now I want to help you out. If, 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 as, as, if as I was reading that scripture, you were reading um, from a Bible in your hand or on your phone, and if you noticed something was different, if you were reading from the NIV, I want to help you out here. Now listen, I read from the ESV, all right? Sorry, not the EESV, um, just the ESV, the English Standard Version. Uh, if you have the NIV, that's fine. The NIV is a good translation. But most everyone and most every scholar agrees that in this particular verse, the motivation behind the difference in the wording between the ESV and the NIV, that the motivation behind the NIV's wording is good but it was very poorly executed, okay? Now, now they wanted to help make the verse easier to apply, uh, easier for women to apply to their lives. So they switched the OG word for word, word there for the concept of what that word means there, right? Now, the thing is, what the word actually means, if it was just, just word for word, bang, translated that, that word act like men that they, tra- is, is men are courageous, all right? So it's not just the word man, it's it, the word there in the Greek was men are courageous is what the word meant. Now, Paul is saying to people reading this, he says, act like, and then men are courageous. So act like men who are courageous. You see what I'm saying here? Now, when the NIV took that concept without the full meaning, what their, their thought was, the letter is written to the church. The church has sisters, not just misters, has mothers, not just brothers. So, that the, so, so in their effort to make sure that the sisters in the church can take the idea of courage from this verse, they simply used the word courage, be courageous, which it is true that Scripture does tell both men and women to be courageous. It it does say that, right? Um, And it is true that our sisters in Christ need to be courageous. It's a crazy world and it's going to take some courage for you to stand up for the things of God and for the ways of God. If you work at a school, if you work in a finance company, if you work in a university, if you work, even if you work for another company and their values don't align with yours, it's going to take courage to be who God called you to be, right? And so that's true. But the problem with this translational moment in the NIV is the word does mean men are courageous. That's what it means. And perhaps he's telling women, hey, be courageous like men are courageous. That's possible. But in this moment, I think it's unlikely. I think he wrote a letter to the church and took a moment to address the men. I think he's saying all of that, but then he's like, brothers, 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 you brothers, those brothers, you brothers need to be a man. 
And he took a moment and he spoke to the men and that's why he used the word men are courageous instead of the word courage because that word is available to him in the Greek. Also, he's quoting a line in Kings where there was a king who was dying and on his deathbed, he called his two sons in to speak to him and he used those exact, uh, in Hebrew, but he used that same sentence structure. He said, hey, be strong and be a man, all right? And so here we see Paul repeating a sentence that was written to men, surrounded by words, brothers, 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 and he's addressing men and saying, hey, the men in this church need to stand up and act like men. It's a good word, isn't it? So he's saying to the men, be a man. Now, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) this monkeypox hasn't gone away yet. I'm just kidding, Jotham. I love you. All right. And so um, now, now, after having said all that, a, a preacher recently said, well, it doesn't matter because Christian men and women don't strive for biblical masculinity or biblical femininity, but rather they strive for Christ-likeness. And I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's like saying it, integrity doesn't matter. We're just striving for Christ-likeness. Telling the truth doesn't matter. Striving to tell the truth doesn't matter. We're just striving for, tri- for Christ-likeness. Or even more basically, it's stupid because it's like saying, we don't need eggs, we just want cake. Well, you're going to need some eggs and some flour and some sugar if you want to have a cake. Come on, right? You, you need the ingredients, and similarly, men and women need the ingredients required for them to be Christ-like, and for a woman to be Christ-like, to, to honor the image of God in their lives, what they need to do is, is pursue biblical femininity, and, and, and what men need to do is pursue biblical masculinity, okay? See, if you, if you just say, if you just switch it for the word courage, then we miss a moment where Paul is communicating to men. And God makes it clear in Scripture how men should act in both, in both the Word, in what He tells us, how He tells us to behave, but also in design or in the work of God in our lives, how we're designed to behave. What I'm saying is we can look at the Word of God, what God says and calls us to do, and we can look at the work of God, how God designed us and made us, and we can discover how God says men should behave and how women should behave, okay? And so today what I'm going to do is spend most of my time talking to men and encouraging women as well. And ladies, you might be like, man, uh, a message just for men. No, listen, uh, better men will make a better church and better families and better communities. So this will bless you, right? Can I get an amen? Also, we may get to the end of my sermon and you may uh, come to this moment at the end of my sermon where you're like, that's it, you're done, where's the rest, all right? And that's because as I was writing my notes, I realized I had written a lot of words and I got to the end of my notes and I was like, that's it, we're done, where's the rest? And so I've decided there's gonna be another sermon, all right? So we're gonna have two weeks talking to men. And again, ladies, two weeks talking to men to make better men, better, better families, better dads, better husbands, better church, better communities. It's worth it, right? But also in that, there's little bits sprinkled here and there for you. And we've also decided that when our, fa- our family goes on vacation for a couple of weeks every summer, and uh, when we get back from that, within a few weeks of that, Lauren is gonna preach a sermon called uh, Being Feminine is Beautiful, okay? And that's gonna be a great word for you ladies. And you men, you will sit there and you will listen and you will amen or I will throw my shoe at you if you don't amen my wife as she preaches. Come on. All right. But let's get to today's message. All right. Now, by the way, a couple of things. Some friends and I have got there. We chatted about this. And so there are a bunch of young pastors who have decided we're going to preach on biblical masculinity because we think that's one of the biggest problems in America today is a loss of biblical masculinity. And so a few of us got together and and worked and talked and stuff. And and so I'm excited about this message. Um, They're doing like one message. Me, I'm way more long-winded and wrote down way more words. And so mine's longer, all right? And so... But anyway, and, and uh, just to give you a hint at how long-winded uh, I am, th- today I'm preaching the longest sermon title that I've ever had, um, and, and, and so it, it, literally the longest. It is, be a man, unless you're a woman, then be a woman. 
So not super catchy like they tell you in Bible college that your sermon titles should be. Not super easy to remember. But be a man. But if you're a woman, be a woman. All right? And that's the title of my message today. But now if you're here and, and, and hearing a sentence like act like a man, if hearing the terms be a man, if that sort of conjures up some negative feelings in you, I want to put your heart at rest and encourage you that today I don't want to tear you down. Um, I don't want to put you down. I, I, want to, I want to build you up. But to do that, we're going to have to tear down some ungodly habits that some men have, all right, and help you uh, be the man that God designed you to be. So today is an encouragement. Hey, you are a man, so God made you a man, so be good at being a man, okay? Uh, hey, you are a woman, God made you a woman, so be good at being a woman, all right? And so uh, as I get into that, the first thing I want to do is talk about what a man is not and how a man should not behave. And uh, before I go there, I want to let you know, if you are behaving in any of these ways, you're welcome here. God's grace is here. No matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, no matter what mistakes you've made in your life, you're welcome. We love you. Jesus loves you. Uh, but the question then becomes, okay, that's how, how you were behaving. But today and tomorrow, how now shall we live? Okay? And so we may have been like that, but we want God to do something good in our lives. And I'm telling you, if you listen and if you take note today, young man, uh, this will bless your life and it will be better moving forward than you could have ever imagined. Okay? So point number one about what a man is not. A man is not an animal. Come on. A man is not an animal. All right? A man is a man, okay? See, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, he created all the animals and, and, the, and the birds in the sky and everything that crawls along the ground. And, and, and he said, hey, that's good. And then when he made you, when he made mankind, when he made men and women, he stopped and he said, now that is very, very good, all right? <clears throat> so, so creation was good, but then God put you in it and all of a sudden it's very good. Amen. So a man is not good. A man is very good. Women are not good. Women are very good. Amen. We are the prize of God's creation, the icing on his cake, the jam on the scone. Come on. God made you and you are his prize. Amen. You're not an animal. You're better than an animal. That's why when I hear people who say that they're a pussycat or they're a wolf or they're a dog and, and, and they identify as that now, I'm like, what are you doing trading very good for just plain old good? You're way better than that. You're not an animal. Amen. See, animals are controlled by their desires. Animals are controlled by their instincts. You take an animal for a walk, it's going to poop on the sidewalk. It's going to poop on the grass. It's disgusting. Somebody got to clean up after it. I've got a little puppy right now. Every time I go for a walk, it's like the 20 seconds in. Like, why the second we leave our yard, do you have to poo on the neighbor's front lawn? And then I've got to stop and pull that bag out of my pocket, pick up your turd off the ground, and carry it for the next 20 minutes. <coughs> Like, that's what an animal does. Come on. I've always laughed. If aliens were real and they looked at Earth and they saw me walking my dog, my dog poos, and I pick it up and carry it home, and the aliens are like, who's in charge down here? They're going to think it's the dog. Right? Like, surely the one that makes the other one pick up its poop is in charge, right? So, but, but like animals, they just, they just go wherever they want to go. They fornicate wherever they want to fornicate. They eat whatever they want to eat, whenever they want to eat it. They have no self-control. And men do not behave like animals. They don't walk around pooping anywhere they want, leaving a mess in every room they go in. They walk into a room and all of a sudden, the second they leave, there's damage done because men who don't know how to control their emotions or have any self-control and hold their tongue and they damage people and they leave, leave a trail of destruction behind them or they gossip or there's drama and they're in love with drama, leaving mess everywhere they go for other people to clean up and put in a baggie and carry home. That's not what a man does. If, if, if a man is doing that, he needs to become better at being a man. That's what, that's what an animal does. Leave a mess everywhere for everybody to clean up. Fornicating all over the place. Expecting to be able to have sex without earning it ever. Just wandering into some yard somewhere, have sex. Come on. Come on. That's what a dog does. Come on. A dog walks into a yard, has sex and leaves. Come on. That's not what a man does. A dog thinks he can have it whenever he wants it. That's a dog. Come on, you ain't a dog, you're a man. Come on. 
Come on. And, and you know what? You know, I see even married men. They're like, they're, they're, they're like uh, uh, you know, sitting there on the couch, you know, haven't brushed their teeth in six months, haven't had a shower in five days. They stink. They've never, they don't take their wife out for a day, and they, they're complaining, I never get any sex in here. You know, well, well, maybe if you got off the couch, moved your body a little bit, brushed your teeth, had a shower, you know, maybe put some clothes on that you didn't wear to the gym, go on a date with your wife, then maybe you can have sex. Like, I'm not saying you've got to have a date every time you want to have sex, but if you want to have sex, you're going to need to go on some dates with your wife. Come on. You know what a dog does? A dog thinks he can just roll up in here and have sex and leave. Come on. Your wife is not a dog. That's a woman. Come on, she wants to be loved. She wants to be cared for. She wants to be impressed every now and again. Your wife ain't a dog. You're not a dog. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do some work. Come on. Come on. Dog feels like it gets whatever it wants whenever it wants. Take this, take this, have that without any regard or any thought for what that means for anybody else. Hey, listen, a man is not an animal. A man doesn't live as a slave to his inner desires. A man, see, animals have to do what is designed, what, 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 is, what is instinctual in them. Men have will that God gave us and we can, we can chose, we can control ourselves and we can use God's design for God's purpose in our lives by choice. Yes. Amen. Come on, a man is not an animal. Come on, some lady in here say, Amen. Yes. You want another one? Come on, if you've been behaving like an animal, hey, you're welcome, God bless you. How now shall we live? Right? Another one. A man is not a boy. Oh, they're different. A man is not a boy. Happy Father's Day. Boys are provided for. Mummy takes care of the boy. Mummy helps you pick your clothes. Mummy goes and buys your clothes. Mummy might even help you put them on when you're little. Mummy and daddy give you a free place to stay. You don't have to pay rent. Boys, boys play all day long. Like all day, like, you know, they do some jobs here and there when, you, when they're made to, but they want to play all day long. My kids, they're like, they're like, Dad, you want to play four square? Dad, you want to play four square? I'm like, listen, I'll tell you what. How about you guys play for the first seven hours and then I'll come in at the end and play for the last hour. How, how's that sound? But boys, they just want to play games all day long. Boys live in mummy and daddy's house. But when you become a man, you move out of mummy's house, you get a job, you pay your bills, and you dress yourself. Some people here, they're like, I came for the toxic masculinity bashing that you were doing online. <laughs> Not this. Look, we're going to get to that in a minute, all right? But right now, a boy is, uh, sorry, a man is not a boy, all right? Listen, I've been on a thousand youth camps with young men, and can I tell you, they're disgusting little buggers. <laughs> like if a, if a boy on youth camp doesn't pack enough jocks, you know what he's got, sorry, undies, that's an Australian, if a boy doesn't pack enough undies, you know what he's going to do? He's going to turn them inside out and use them again. And you know what he's going to do on the third day when he realizes, oh, we're staying here longer than I thought. He's going to turn them back the other way. He thinks that the outside dehydrated all the germs when he was wearing them inside out, put them back on the other way, and that kid stinks. When you're on a youth camp, you know the, the boys at youth camp, they don't naturally just be like, you know, it's probably time for a shower now. No, you've got to be like, get in the shower. No, seriously, stop flicking each other with towels. Stop running around everywhere. Come on, you stink, bro. Get in that shower. You got to make boys have showers. They mess around all night. You're like, you know, y'all need to go to sleep because we got church in the morning. Like you need to go, they're going to stay up. Oh, you got to make boys go to sleep. You got to wake them up. Hey, little boy, wake up. We got church, you know, like at home. Hey, wake up. I know we wake up at the same time every single day, but wake up, wake up, wake up. Why do I got to get up? School, like every other day, right? You got to wake boys up. Men take care of themselves. They have showers. That men, have, men change their undies. And if they don't have any spare clean ones, they're going to buy some or they're going to wash the ones they got. 
They don't ring their mom. Mom, my undies are dirty. Could you come over and wash? No, a man will wash his undies. Come on now, right? They wake up at a decent time of the day so they can actually live a productive life. We having some fun? Come on. Yeah, is this all right? I, I, I kind of warned you all today was going to be harsh, but I tricked you. You thought I was going to bash the... But I am going to, so I didn't lie. I'm just doing this too. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. Hmm. But boys are cute. I've got four boys. I love them. They're amazing. The older ones are getting a bit more older and, you know, you know, gets excited. Dad, look, I've got an underarm hair. I'm like, awesome. Good job, bud. Well done. You know? They're proud of it. Like, they worked hard on growing that. Like, at nighttime, they're like, grow, grow. Dad, look, I've got one, you know. <clears throat> Boys are cute. They're hilarious, right? I've got, you know, I love Charlie, Henry, Eli, Judah. Um, they're cute. They're fun. But man boys are annoying. Like, man boys are disgusting. They're foolish and they're living in sin. Look, a woman don't want to marry a man child, all right? Like, if you're living in mummy's basement playing video games all night, you get to work late because you go to bed late, you stink because you don't shower every day, your teeth are yellow with a lemon peel because, well, lost my toothbrush, you can't find a wife, or you get fired from your job. Listen, the world ain't against you, you're against yourself. All right, you did this to you. Hey, look, I'm not here to say you can't do better. You can do better. See, you know what you don't need is, is a pastor in your life that's like, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Stop that. You can do better with your life. You have what you need inside you to live a better life, all right? You can do better with your life. God can help you. I will help you. We will help you. We can take you from a boy to a man. Come on, right? Girls don't want to get married and be your mom. All right, they want to be your wife, all right? Someone that you look after, cherish, provide for, preside over the family, protect the family, all right? She don't want to have to be like, did you brush your teeth? Come on. Nah, come on, man. Look, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the harshest thing I've ever said in a sermon my whole life. Are you ready for it? No, I'm just kidding. I've said way harsher, but this is harsh. If you're playing video games all day and your grass is half a foot high, you're in sin. Come on. Come on, act like a man. Come on. If you, if you, in fact, here, let me, let, me, let me go further. If you're like 16, 17 years old, you're a single mom, and your grass is half a foot high, and you're playing video games all day, young man, you're in sin. Be a man. All right, be a man. Come on now. If you're watching Netflix or gaming all night, sleeping in till like 10, 11 a.m., while your wife is cleaning the house, getting the kids ready for the day, you're in sin. Come on, a man is not a boy. The boy wants something. He's like, Mommy, can you get me that? And Mommy's like, maybe, yeah, this, no, you know. But no one wants to ma marry a man-child who spends more money than he's got, goes and studies a degree like Native American gender studies, and then he's complaining that, 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 that the government and society and the politicians won't pay his debt. Right. You studied a useless degree and can't get a job. That's on you, bro. You pay it back. I ain't paying for that. I don't want to pay taxes to pay back your useless degree. Like, that's not, well, some degrees aren't useless. I studied arts. Well, cool. People pay for arts, so not so bad, right? Right? But if you want to get paid, study something that people want to pay for. You have a responsibility not just to pursue your passion, but to pursue your responsibilities as a man. All right, come on. A man is not a boy. A man takes responsibilities for, maybe you did get a whole bunch of debt and, you're, and it's hard to, get another job, get two, pay that thing off, come on. Men take responsibility. I'm not, you know, there may even be things in a man's life that aren't his fault, but a man knows it may not be my fault, but it is my responsibility, so I'm gonna take care of it. I don't know what your dad did to you or did not do to you. I don't know what your mom did to you or did not do to you. I don't know what the history of your family looks like, but I know you're the only one that can take responsibility for you. Lastly, is everyone having fun still? Yeah. Good, 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 good. 
If you're a man-child in here, I love you. <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> but seriously, you're lucky, you're blessed to have people in your life that are saying, don't live there, do better. Okay? You can turn it around. You can be what God called you to be. Lastly, and this one I cannot even believe, it's controversial. But a man is not a woman. Well, I don't know. I've been watching Disney. Well, Disney can go to hell where it came from. No, I'm serious. That stuff comes from hell. Yeah, they're being run by demons or something. That, like, that stuff comes from hell. It's ungodly. If you still have Disney Plus in your house, hey, um, you do you, boo-boo, but I would not let that stuff come in. Like we talked about the hedge of protection around my house. Well, I don't want a little cable that brings Disney Plus into my home and all that garbage with Buzz Lightyear making out with dudes now. Like, are you kidding me right now? Anyway, don't know. That's not in my notes. Um... <laughs> So a man is not a woman, all right? They're not the same. It's not a sliding scale. They're not a choice. You don't get to do that. People think it's a choice. You know, what do you feel like today? What do you, what do you want to be? you want to be Larry or do you want to be Laura? You know, I don't know. Like, like do you want to be a crappy male swimmer or a champion female swimmer? You know, like, like you know, you don't get to do that, all right? Listen, if you're a dude and you're a crappy male swimmer, become a better swimmer, all right? You, you, see, me, God made men way stronger than women, way stronger than women, right? God made men way stronger than women with way more athletic ability, right? Why? I don't know. It's a mystery, but God did it that way, right? And so that comes with responsibility to provide, to preside, and to protect women. What these people do when they do things like that, they're not becoming a champion female swimming. No, what they're doing is abusing the power God gave them as a man to rob to rob young girls of the opportunities that God gave them. <clears throat> that is thievery, that is stealing, that is using the great power God gave a man to abuse women and steal their opportunities. Come on, you, you, you're, not a, you're not a champion female, you're a terrible male. And you need to be better at being a man. We, we, got, we got men winning women of the year. You're telling me that in the last five years, I think we've won twice, come on, two for us. You're telling me in the last five years they couldn't find just two more women that were better at being women than men? <clears throat> man, I, I like to joke, I don't believe this, ladies, but I, I like to joke that, man, men are so much better than women, we're even better at being women than they are. Now, how offensive is that? Because that's what they're telling everybody by letting men win. Come on, no, no, you're stealing from women. We got doctors and teachers pushing this crazy ideology on our children that if you're not good at being a boy, maybe you should become a girl. If you're not good at being a girl, maybe you should become a guy. If you feel like this, if you feel like that, come on. Instead of telling someone who's not good at something to become something else, how about we go back to the days when if someone was bad at something, we helped them get better at it. We used to help young men become good men. We used to help young women become good at being women. Come on. We've got to get back to helping people be better at what God called them to be instead of inventing new and crazy ways to abandon our responsibilities. We've got to get back to teaching boys how to be men and girls how to be women. Amen? Sorry, I'm old school. But some things don't change. Genesis, it says, God, it said, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, and then let them have dominion, let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his image, in the image of God. God created them, male and female. God created them and he blessed them and he said, have lots of sex and rule the world. Well, he actually said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and rule over it. But, uh, but, but in my book, that translates as have lots of sex and rule the world, right? <laughs> Which I think is amazing. And uh, literally, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over it, it says. Before that, he says, male and female, he created them. Listen, it wasn't a sliding scale of men to women. 
It's not male, female, they, them, they, zee, zee, zer, per, pa, pa, pers. No, 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 come on. It's men and it's women. It's men and it's women. And they're different to each other. He made them male and female and he made us different. And like it says here, right? Be fruitful and multiply. We fit together in some very wonderful ways. We literally have different parts in our bodies that perform different duties and that create different uh, responses in our minds, in our bodies, in our hearts. And, and, and then we can come together and do some be- pretty beautiful things. That first command, w- w- to be fruitful and multiply, we can only do that together and only because we're different. We can multiply, we can rule the world together. But we're different. Now the verse I started the day with, it's just one of the ways that men and women are different, right? It says, uh, be, be, uh, sorry, act like men are courageous. Behave in a way that men are courageous, right? Act like a man. Why does it say that? Because in general, men are more courageous. And in general, women are more compassionate. Now listen here, I'm not saying that if you're a compassionate man, you're not a man, or if you're a courageous woman, you're not a woman. I'm just saying when you take the subsets of society and you look at them in general, they do skew very strongly one way and another way, okay? It just is what it is. Men are generally courageous. Women are generally compassionate. Men are generally stronger. Men are almost always stronger than women. I think that the weakest 10% of women are stronger, of, of men, sorry, are stronger than the strongest 10% of women. It's crazy. It's an, an insane amount of strength difference between the two sexes. It's not sexist, it's a fact. And you may be offended by it, but the facts don't care about your feelings. They don't. You, facts aren't going to be like, oh, that's offensive, I'm going to change the facts. No, facts don't care about your feelings. They are what they are. Men are generally more aggressive than women. It is what it is. It's not bad. It needs to be used in a godly way. We don't want men to stop being aggressive. We want them to stay aggressive, but we want them to use it in a godly way. Amen? Women are, in general, more agreeable than men. Don't offend me. I'm not agreeable. Okay, fine. You're not, but women, in general, are more agreeable than men. It just is what it is. It's research over every culture because God designed us differently. Men have testosterone coursing through their bodies at levels that can send women insane when it's given to them. Women have estrogen coursing through their bodies that can can turn men into a blubbering mess when given similar amounts to women. I've seen the videos. It's hilarious. It's really funny to watch, right? We're designed differently, and that design is intentional. You can handle the way God designed you, and I can handle the way God designed me. I need role models to show me. You need role models to show you. But we can fulfill God's plan on our lives as we lean into God's design. It's good to recognize that we're different. I hate It's like when people say, I don't see color. Well, that's dumb. I know straight away if someone's black. Like immediately. I know straight away if someone's Hispanic. I know straight away if someone's Asian. I know straight away if someone's white. You know? Like it's done, I know, I see color and I appreciate it. And the same with male and female. Can we stop trying to pretend we're the same? Let's notice we are different and appreciate it. In fact, the first two things you notice about everybody is their race and their gender. Black dude, black woman, white dude, white woman. Straight away, notice it, appreciate it. Praise God, amen. He even made our personalities different. Men tend to be more logical thinkers. That's sexist. No, it's just a fact. And the fact doesn't care about your feelings, okay? You do the research over every country, over every population, you will find that in general, men are more logical thinkers and in general, women are more compassionate. You can get offended, won't change the truth. Let me show you how that plays out sometimes and why we need each other. You look at churches, for example, right? And sometimes you'll see a church that is... um, mostly or entirely led by women or a church that's entirely led by men. Not always, but sometimes, or quite often, I should say, right? Um, And so you look at denominations, for example, look at people like the Methodists or whatever else, right? Uh, Or churches in general, and you'll see that a a denomination or a church that's entirely led by, by women very easily becomes very woke 
can become very progressive, can become very affirming of ungodly lifestyles because they're very driven by compassion, right? And so their compassion will lead them to do things like that. And then you look at a church that is overwhelmingly uh, led by men, and you'll, you, you will have seen examples of it over the last 10 years in the news, where churches that are overwhelmingly led by men with no female influence, and they can become very mean-spirited. They don't even care about the fact that people have feelings, and even men have feelings, and you can't steamroll people and act like they have no feelings, and people get hurt and abused and broken, right? And so both of them on their own, men without women and women without men is destructive, but men with women together does incredible things. We can fill the earth and subdue it, we can multiply, and we can rule the world. Amen? It's good. It's good. I've got a friend, and he, he, he was laughing about the fact that his wife notices every single sad thing on the planet. And every single, every, every single sad thing. And she's just like, oh, my gosh. And then she wants to write checks to everyone and everything, wants to give away all their money. And he's like, he didn't even know that poor people existed. You know what I mean? Like, he's just doing life. If the Bible didn't tell him to look after the poor, he'd be like, there's poor? You know what? You know? And, and so, but they said that together, though, it's really cool because she notices the causes that need help. And then he stops her from giving away the house. And then they, they keep going. And it's like, really, they work well together. They notice, but they don't overreact. You hear what I'm saying, right? And then there's seasons in people's lives, and I said this in the last two services, so I'm going to go there again, but there are even seasons in men and, uh, sorry, in women's lives where um, based on things and stuff, when, you know, the, the menstrual thing, where, you know, like sometimes, like, the emotions are different. They're here or they're here, you know, like... And, 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 and that happens. And that happens. Mm-hmm. Anyone notice that that happens? No man is going to lift his hand up at all right now. He's like, you on your own, bro. <clears throat> mm-hmm. but, 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 but then we got dudes who are just, their emotions are like, but that's not true. Their emotions are like that. And they're going to stay like, and then the woman's going to be like, wee, wee, you know. And, and, but he ain't going to change. And it's going to keep things grounded in the family. But she's going to make sure that we notice and have compassion and care about people and things. Right? We're really good together. I saw Miss Universe put a post up. Did I tell you this already? No. I saw Miss Universe put a post up saying, we've got to stop calling it women, uh, you know, women's cycle and women menstruate. And we've got to say people who menstruate. Women, it's not women's health. It's, it's people who menstruate's health. And I'm like, when are you going to change it to people's universe? Miss Universe, come on. Like, how about you get your woke crap out of my life and we stop trying to erase women? We stop trying to erase men. All right, we got, we got to stop trying to erase them, right? Like, no, no, only women get their period and, and men exist and are masculine and women are different than men and we've got to stop trying to erase these differences. Now, by the way, look, I, I know that there are, are men who, who, who feel different to women and whatever else. And, you know, typically women notice and care and men anchor and that sort of thing. And, you know, but we've, men, you, you've got to stop trying to get your wife to like act like, you know, to, 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 to stop acting like a woman. Dudes are like, oh my gosh, she has the emotions. Yeah, she's a woman. And God designed her that way. And she's going to feel things that you didn't even know were there to be felt. You know, and then there's, you know, and, and women, you got to stop trying to get your man to feel all the feels. Like he'll feel a couple, he's like, he's like mad and he's not, you know what I mean? Like he's got a couple of emotions, but like God just didn't design him with all of the feels that you have. And we are different and we need to recognize and celebrate and appreciate that we're different. Like if, you, if your wife's going to feel the feels, let her and stop wishing she was different. Trust me, you don't want her to be a man. It's going to get awkward, right? Men and women are different. Instead of trying to get our women to act like men, let's appreciate what God gave them. Instead of getting our men to act like, men, like women, let's appreciate how God made them, amen? Look, and I'm not saying that there'll be no women who like hunting or mowing lawns and, or that there'll be no men who like fashion or are in touch with their emotions more than other men. Um, that's fine. No worries. Uh, you know, if you're a girl and you like hunting or going camping, that doesn't mean you're a man. 
it means you're a woman who likes hunting and camping. That's all it means, all right? If you're a dude that reads GQ and has good fashion sense, it doesn't mean you're a girl or you like pink. Come on, I'm wearing pink shoes right now. I'm a dude, all right? It just means I'm a dude that likes pink and reading GQ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, like we gotta stop this, all right? But in general, there are things that men need to lean into and things that women need to lean into. Come on, right? Like, in fact, in two weeks, I'm going to talk about two um, masculine men. We're going to talk about Esau, who was the outdoor man. He was basically, <coughs> excuse me, he was basically on the cover of um, Bass Pro Shop magazine, um, you know, with, with, with his lion head next to him, uh, and he was a man. And, and then we're also going to talk about his twin brother, Jacob, who grew up as a bit of a mama's boy. Um, he didn't have swords, and he didn't hunt, and he didn't slay dragons, and he probably grew up watching, um, reading GQ, and, um, but he was a man of God. Okay, and then there's people like me who wants to have good fashion, wear some pink stuff, and want to go kill some deer and, 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 and eat its heart with my son, all right? And then we do both, all right? And then there's some who are, who are protectors and hunters, and some who are worship leaders, and then there's some who are both, like David. Do you hear what I'm saying, right? And so we, we want to make sure that people don't think, well, I'm saying you're not a man. I'm saying we're going to talk about the things that, that are manly, that, 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 that men should lean into based on the word and the work of God, Okay? We good? Good. All right. So I want to talk specifically to men for a bit, but uh, again, based on the word and the work of God, uh, because men are supposed to be masculine. All right. And it bothers me so much when masculinity is attacked or portrayed uh, like some curse, that some old school ideal that needs to be destroyed. Right. Like it, it, it just bothers me. Men and women are different. The world calls biblical or, or godly masculinity toxic, all right? They say we're not saying that, but like, no, the things that they talk about, that's the traditional masculinity and godly masculinity that they say is toxic. They say men are so privileged and so toxic that we need to get rid of what makes them that way, all right? They say men are privileged because on average we earn more than women, which is true, and we can talk about why that is another time to do with time in the workforce, the jobs that you choose. Not a lot of, water, not a lot of women choosing to work in the coal mines. There's probably one in a coal mine somewhere, but not many of you, right? And they say that we need, to, we, we need to get rid of this power structure that men have. Men are so privileged. Men are so successful, right? And I want to know what privilege do men have? What privilege? Because like Jordan Peterson talked about, <clears throat> men die an average of five years earlier than women in every culture, Men are twice as likely to be estranged from their children as women are. Men commit suicide at a rate that is 400% higher than women. Men make up 93% of the prison population here and the world over. Men are exceedingly more likely to be the ones fighting in the war and overwhelmingly going to be the ones almost exclusively that die fighting in the wars. Men are 300% more likely to be a homicide victim than women. Come on. Right? Yes, some women are victims of violent crimes, but over all violent crimes, men are far and exceedingly more likely to be the victim of a violent crime. And yes, men are more likely to be a criminal as well. So I ask again, what privilege is it that men have? We earn more money? Seriously? Is money the only measure by which success is measured upon? That is a terrible measuring stick. I say all this to say this, if you have a narrow-minded view of success, then yes, men are doing better than women. But if you have a broad view of success that does not revolve exclusively around the love of money, then we have work to do for our men to help our men become more successful and be better men, amen, especially in the United States. Listen, biblical masculinity is not the problem in America. It is not the problem with our young men. If traditional masculinity was the problem, boys who grew up without a masculine figure in their lives would do better in life, yes? But young men who grow up without a masculine figure in their lives were 279% more likely to carry illegal firearms and deal drugs compared to those who have a father in the home. 75% of all prisoners in America come from fatherless homes. Don't tell me masculinity is the problem when 89% of all elementary teachers are women. When a, when a larger and larger and larger proportion, over 40% of homes now are single mother homes. 
No, 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 come on. We have more fatherless children than ever and more problems than we've ever had before. It is clear to me that a lack of masculinity in the home and in the schools is the problem, that a masculinity is not the problem, it is the solution. Come on, it is the solution. If masculinity, if traditional, strong, emotionally controlled men is the problem, then why are our young men killing themselves now more than ever before when we've been trying to dismantle that? For the last 50 years, especially the last 20 years, the left has been on an assault against biblical, strong, godly masculinity. And at the same time, our young men are killing themselves at rates we've never seen before. Four times more likely than a young woman as the world has been forcing our boys to lean away from design, to lean away from masculinity and strength, as the world has been trying to feminize our boys and try to therapy the aggression out of them. Come on, you cannot therapy the aggression out of a young man. It does not need to be taken out of him. It will always be in him. It does not need to be squashed. It needs to be directed. It needs to be taught and trained where to put your aggression, boy. But as the world tries to squash what makes a young man a man, they're becoming more suicidal and more violent than ever before. They pick up arms and they go to schools, although they do other things like that. They need to be taught where they should go and what they should do with the aggression that is naturally in them. Come on, a young man ain't gonna stop being aggressive. We need to stop trying to squash their masculinity and instead help them use it for God's purposes in their lives, in their families and in our communities. God made them strong to protect. Strong to provide and to preside. Emotionally less available, yes, but evidently that's what's needed to be more logical apparently. I tell people all the time, I have an emotional and compassionate side. I'm in touch with my feminine side. Her name is Lauren. Have you met her? That is the only feminine side of me you will ever meet. She's amazing and she's beautiful. I'm not her and I don't want to be her. In Matthew, Jesus talks about how if a homeowner knew that a thief was coming, he'd watch guard and protect his family. He's talking about end times, but he intentionally leaned into stereotypical masculine roles as he said this in very masculine language because God designed men strong, able to do violence. So whether you hunt or like GQ, God's calling you to be strong, stand firm in the faith and protect your family from what's going on in the world. So man, look, I'm going to talk more about what, you know, over the next couple of weeks, you know, what it means to be godly and masculine and use that properly. And we're not going to talk about stereotypes, although I think some of the stereotypes are there for a reason because that's what men tend to like. Therefore, if you want to lean into that, do it. But we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly masculine man in your kid's life, to protect, to provide, to preside over their lives. Amen? So men, be encouraged. God designed you strong. I will tell you this little tidbit, little teaser for a couple of weeks though. Because of the way God designed you, you do need to be strong. Physically, spiritually, and emotionally. You need to be strong. And if you need help getting there, that's what we're here for. But we'll talk about it more. So be strong. Today, go shoot something. Don't have to if you don't like guns. But be strong. Shoot something. Do something hard. Lift something heavy. Conquer something. It's good for a man to conquer something, right? But know this, men, you're not the problem in this world. It's an absence of men like you that is the problem in our world. You men who are strong, biblically anchored, leading your families with love, come on, you are the solution, not the problem. So I want you to leave here today released of that ungodly pressure from the world and know this, that you are the solution to America's problems right now. Amen? So be a man, be masculine. Little ladies, by the way, If your man wants a gun and wants to hunt, please don't stop him. There's just something in dudes that likes that stuff. Please don't stop him. It's like telling a woman she's not allowed to go out for brunch. And right then, a few of you were like, well, that's sexist. And then you're going to go out for brunch. I know you are. 
Come on, we need godly, masculine, strong dads. Would you all stand up with me? Please don't bail yet. You know, I'm going to have this ship closed. This, this ship landed in about seven, six, seven minutes. I said ship. Yeah, it sounded bad, but it was my accent, all right? I didn't cuss from the pulpit. And even if I did, get over it. All right, so. Did y'all enjoy this? Yeah, it's all right? Cool. I want to help you. So, see, we don't just want to be a church where we read the Bible to you. We want to read it to you and help you apply it to your life. All right? I can tell you this. The world's better the way God's way. It ain't working out there. So let's get back to the way it is in here. Amen? Amen? And so, and we can be a part of that. So anyway, hey, I do want to also remind you, though, if you haven't been behaving in a godly way as a man, okay, you're welcome. Grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. If you've been abusive, you're welcome. Grace upon grace. The question, though, is how now that I know and have heard this word, how now shall I live? Amen. And so I promise you this, though, it will be a better life if you stop behaving like an animal or a boy or a woman and start being what God designed you to be. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.